This is the official HITS training and consulting podcast. We are America's law enforcement canine training resource. We're raising the training bar for police dogs everywhere by discussing the intricate details of the training techniques used by the experts. HITS radio is merging the training world with the real world. You've been there. We've been there, too. Welcome to HITS Canine Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer. And today I have all of my HITS business partners with me today because kind of a special show for us today. This is the 100th episode of HITS Canine Radio. So pretty happy to, to get to this milestone. Done a lot of different podcasts. I've, I've really enjoyed doing it up to this point. Had lots of great conversations. I've, I've personally, I've learned a lot just talking to people. Um, I get a lot of good feedback from the podcast. Keep that feedback coming, good or bad. That's how I can know, uh, you know, wh- which uh, podcast I should keep doing, which topics I should look for. If you have suggestions of people you want me to interview for the next hundred episodes, just uh, shoot them my way. The questions are good. It helps uh, really help shape some of the the direction I'm going to go with some of the po- upcoming podcasts. I've got quite a few podcasts that are recorded right now, ready to go. Uh, so upcoming, we'll be doing quite a few different HITS instructor podcasts, talking about their classes this year at HITS, and uh, lots of different uh, really good topics coming up. But tonight, I just want to t- sit down with my business partners for a little bit and kind of talk about uh, where we've been with the podcast over the last couple of years, some of the, the positives from it, and then also give everybody an update on HITS. So uh, with that, I've got uh, Andy Wyman. Hello. And Jeff Barrett. Hi, guys. And Ted Douse. That is the recently retired Ted Douse. Recently retired Ted Douse. Recently retired Andy Wyman. And one year yes. ago, retired uh, Jeff Barrett. And and uh, okay. I'm still the working stiff here on the, the group. So uh, things are going good, though. Uh, Andy, uh, how, how have you been so far? Oh, everything's been great. Happily retired. And uh, enjoying retired life. Yeah, transitioning into to your next phase. Yep, yep. That's yeah. the big part of life is putting this part of the job down and picking up another another piece of it. So it's been it's, it was a fun ride for all the thirty five years that I did it, and uh, I don't regret any minute of it. It was a, a blast, and I would do it all over again if I could. Excellent, excellent. And I did a whole show, Jeff, with you about retired life, so we don't need to kind of go down that road again. It's still good, though, I yeah. take it. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. we're full swing into hits and working on pack track stuff. Same busy. hit stuff rolling. Yeah, yeah, we're six months out, so everything's full steam ahead for us. Looking forward to that one. We've missed it a couple of years now. Yeah. And, Ted, you, you mentioned recently retired. What, what's going on with your, your stuff? Well, I, I retired from the state attorney's office and currently working, uh, was off for five months and then uh, currently now working for Fort Lauderdale Police Department. So I'm doing a whole different uh, gig. No, really, although my license is still good, uh, not really practicing law. And I'm uh, looking forward to uh, doing something different because now I work four days a week with a three day weekend. Nice, nice. And just because you're not with the state attorney's office, that far from keeps you from being the the outstanding resource to everybody you always have been. So keep, oh, yeah. keep well, the phone calls coming. To, and yeah, we uh, Andy and I'll probably get into it a little bit, but uh, even though hits has been kind of down for two years, uh, 
I know that uh, our smaller classes of 30, 50 people in different cities here and there have really picked up. So Andy and I have been traveling. I know Jeff's had uh, a few classes. I know you got one, the e-collar yeah. coming up in yeah. Texas. So uh, that's kind of really taken off. Yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, we had to kind of go to a little bit smaller venues for, for these two years during this COVID stuff and, uh, you know, just do the best work where we can. No, I was going to say it's just worked out well. Um, yeah. We've, uh, I mean, we generally go somewhere and we were outside of Cleveland and we've done two or three in Florida. Andy and I are going to uh, just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee in April. And we got a hands-on class uh in iowa and i know in like maybe in june we're headed to buffalo so uh things are moving in a shaking on the smaller side yeah and the that's uh you know i was going to mention if you're interested in this you're listening to this and you're interested in having us come and either do a classroom portion that we do or if uh, you're looking for hands-on either detector dog stuff patrol dog stuff i do a three-day e-collar class we have decoy schools we have luckily between all of our experience and a lot of our cadre of instructors that we can take on the road with us, we can cover a lot of different topics and we've, we've uh, done them all over the country. So if you're listening to this and you're interested, I'll have uh, the, in the show notes, I'll have Jeff Barrett's email in there and you can contact him and we make setting up a class, whether it's a classroom or hands-on, we make it very, very easy. We just need a host agency to kind of help us out with some of the logistics on the ground uh, in the area we're at, we handle the registration, we handle everything else, and uh, we like doing those a lot. It's fun to go out and and uh, work. The yeah, dogs. we give free free slots in the class to the host. Yeah, benefits them as well. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's real fun. I mean, hits uh, seminar is obviously a blast with a thousand people there, but the smaller thirty people ones or or even smaller, it's uh, it's fun. You get to know everybody little bit better and you get to have the dogs there with us so over the last uh, couple of years we've been doing these uh, podcasts i'll just start off with saying you know one of the things i really like is um i guess i didn't realize till we started the podcast how much of uh, basically a new medium this is when i owned a magazine i would get a lot of emails from articles that i wrote or stuff that uh, just came out in the magazine and i got a decent amount of feedback from that but it's really nothing compared to what um, I get in my email box from this podcast. So, you know, for those people that are listening that have reached out to me, I appreciate it. If for some reason I didn't get back to you, I apologize. Sometimes I get a lot of emails. Um, if, if I didn't get back to you, email me again, and I'll try and be better this year about making sure I get back to everybody who who emails in questions or uh, comments, whatever, because that really uh, motivates me on my part just to pick different shows, different topics and stuff. And I really have enjoyed uh, sitting around talking to a lot of the different instructors. Recently, I think what, one of the highlights over the last while was the group podcast that I did with some of the instructors from Western states. I thought it was a good example of showing that a bunch of trainers can sit around and have, you know, respectful conversations and agree to disagree, and everybody can take a little bit away from it. So that's been kind of my takeaway from one of the positives about the po- podcast. Andy, I know we've done a couple together. I imagine you've gotten some feedback, and what were, what what were your thoughts over the last two or three years of these? Well, I think it's a great way to uh, for the listener to really um, pick up information rather than reading it. You know, if you're sitting in your car, head down trying to read something, you know, you're sure. 
you're kind of tied up. And, uh, you know, if you're in your car or you got your computer going or your phone going and all you have to do is listen, you can kind of multitask and do many things. And, and I think it's a nice convenient way to get the same information you would read in a magazine or an article or of any kind. And yet still get all the information uh, that you need from it. And it's interactive. You know, you and I are having a conversation and I think that's a, a huge plus when it comes to it. You're able to challenge ideas of some of the people and push them to give more, uh, more involved answers and instead of just reading, reading it in a, in a magazine or an article or a blog post or anything like that. So I think this medium, the way of doing it is, is absolutely amazing and, and pretty interactive, uh, for the for the listener because they're able to see to or see sorry listen sure. to people have a uh, a good conversation about a topic that they're interested in and I listened to that Western States one uh, right after you put it out and it was interesting to hear uh, so many different people have a different opinion about it I mean uh, to get that kind that level of conversation you just don't get that anywhere else but from a, a medium like this. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, Jeff, you got any thoughts on on what we're doing here? Yeah, I think one of the cool things back when we had the magazine was the Q&A session where people would send in their questions about stuff. And then that's kind of bled over into the the podcast where you'll have a lot of questions that uh, basically just topics that we talk about. And you get the different perspectives and different ideas, uh, you know, on the same question, just from different uh, guys who have, had those experiences and sometimes we just forget about the topic until you bring it back up. And I think that's so cool that we get to revisit that, put our input into it, you know, and you and I can go back and forth on it and Mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, what's on my mind about it. And then you say, yeah, what about this? And, you know, add a little bit to it and that'll refresh my memory to just add a little bit more to that uh, question. And uh, the guys that are listening to it, you know, a lot of them haven't experienced it before. And so, you know, they want to, to see and hear uh, that concept, that yeah. idea that we're talking about. And uh, it just, I think it, it brings a, a different level of understanding of whatever it is that we're talking about to the game. Uh, it just brings us closer to everybody that we're working with in this industry. Yeah, I, th- I think that's very well said. Uh, Ted, I know we've done a few shows too. And uh, I think it's, I think you're able to, you've always been good, whether it's in person or the classroom or on here, of taking, uh, things that are a little bit foreign to us as cops, some of the legal perspective and, and some things that maybe would be a little bit uh, dry if, if you're reading it and bring in uh, good, good information out and, and kind of a, a real easy to digest way. So I appreciate all the shows we've done together. Oh, no, I, I enjoy doing them. And I, I think uh, to echo both what Jeff and Andy have just said, it's uh, really easy to listen to and, and succinctly take a case and go over the facts that you can hear that are kind of intricate in the decision and the rule of law that comes out of it and as you're sitting there in your car or uh, wherever you are smoking a cigar at a patio or something and you're listening to it. Um, a lot of times guys hear about a case and they hear some buzzwords and they hear an outcome, um, but they don't know all the ingredients to the soup. And I think the podcast, uh, when we talk about one specific case on one specific issue that has a big impact, um, hearing it, you know, in some and substance for 20 minutes, uh, really works out well for the listener. Yeah, I agree. I think it, uh, especially like you said, uh, you get some, some maybe facts that, that jump out a little bit more when you hear them than, 
maybe they would off of a page. Another interesting thing that uh, I've kind of come across is that I look at some of the old magazines from when I started that in uh, 2006. I look at some of the, the questions and answers, and I think about it, whether I answered them. Most of the time I didn't answer in those. I just uh, kind of facilitated it. Uh, but I always had an idea in my mind. And now the same answer, you know, 15 years later, a lot of times my answers changed a little bit. So it just shows, you know, that I think as a company, all all uh, all of us are really pretty progressive. We're not just stuck in one way that you do it. And as new new ideas come around or or our experiences with dogs change, then we pick up some ideas, we, we bounce them off each other, and we're able to constantly keep updating our training, which I think lends itself well to, to all the stuff we do between the podcast, the working seminars, hits, and everything. I think that attitude of, of moving forward, um, you know, I'm glad that we're all on that same page. Uh, I also think it's really neat that you can go back in, um, in these podcasts uh, and listen to old ones and, and actually re-listen to it to be sure that you're picking up exactly what the person is saying. Cause sure. I know many times people have an opinion about something. And as you just said, our opinions change over time, the more knowledge we get, the more experience we get. And you go back and listen to someone else's position on a, some topic and you really understand it that much better because you've had more experiences to be able to understand it. Yeah. And, uh, I remember from the magazine that, uh, you know, people would have questions that we would answer. And it's amazing now that the, the same style questions are coming up and where you wouldn't maybe have a, a such easy access to another magazine issue <laughs> to yeah. be able to read what was written. But uh, in this medium, you can easily go back and find that topic again and, and listen to it yeah. over again to, uh, to answer those questions. So, you know, even if you didn't, uh, if you're listening to this one and, you know, you're thinking of a different topic, if you just scroll back through all the topics in the podcast, you're probably going to find what you're looking for uh, in some question that you would have because uh, the answers are, are lasting. Uh, yeah, good point. When, it, when they're on the podcast. Good point. And Jeff, you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about the difference in techniques and the variations depending on you know the nature of whatever it is that we're talking about when it comes to the dogs a lot of times when we start to have conflict uh, between what one trainer says between um, he, he and yeah. I or yeah. the group then we just wind up uh, really just talking about the difference in the, the application of that particular technique uh, on a particular dog or the experience that we've had with it. And um, it seems like every class that I teach, I learn a little bit of something from Absolutely. somebody. And, uh, you know, to keep that open mindset and then bring it to this podcast is so important. Um, there's no definitive way. So, you know, I, I generally speak from the, the experiences that I've had in, in training the dogs. And I usually reference that to, uh, you know, whatever topic that we're talking about, but it certainly isn't uh, the way. It's just a way. Yeah. So. And, you know, when you talk about uh, trainers and stuff, like I mentioned earlier, I like trainers that, you know, can have conversations. I think, um, you know, there's so many great equalizers now. Like I know the three of us, when we first put leashes on our hand, um, training dogs, that I know that like a lot of my information came from, some VHS tapes that we had at our unit that were, were old then. Um, there, but there wasn't yeah. really much internet. 
Um, it was very, very limited. There was no magazine. There wasn't anything. So it almost seemed like when you met a trainer who had maybe been to Germany or somewhere and, or purported to have some type of title or, or knowledge that you got quite a bit of ego sometimes with that. And it seems like now that there's so much information out there and there's so many seminars that, you know, like we're putting on the internet, um, you name it, there's ways to get it. seems like there's so much information out there that nobody is walking around feeling like they've cornered the information anymore, which I think is, is a really positive thing for our. Yeah. And the handlers are so much further ahead, just stepping into this arena than we were. Absolutely. You know, there's, there were so many small training circles when we started and training bubbles that, uh, you know, those, those guys who knew it, uh, like to keep and keep the people in their bubble. And, uh, we, we just didn't know how to branch out. There just wasn't that much opportunity. And, uh, today, I mean, the internet has really helped us uh, branch out and uh, reach so many people. So yeah, uh, just stepping into this industry as a new hander, you have so many opportunities to learn. When we created HITS, you know, our goal was to kind of unite and, yeah. and break down barriers across different um, groups that were out there. And, and uh, you and I have had conversations before because there wasn't uh, a universal way of doing it. And everybody had a localized training group and they may not have had the ability to travel outside that localized training group. The training in certain pockets of the country were very stagnant, and and yet everybody had great ideas, but yet they weren't exchanging those ideas. There wasn't a way yeah. to really easily move this information across the country. And when we created HITS, our goal was to do just that, was to, was to bring all the best trainers we could find from all over the country and move them around. That's why we, we put hits in different parts of the country every year so that we could share as much of that information as we could uh, with everyone else that may not have had these same experiences as some of our instructors have had. And the podcast that, that uh, we do is is just an extension of that. You know, now it's just a faster and uh, a larger way to reach, or a better way, I guess, to reach a larger group of people to get that message out and kind of shrink the industry, if you will. It's a, people say it's a small world. Well, when you can't reach and talk out and talk to people, it seems like a pretty big world. But when uh, you can hear somebody's opinion in California and, and you're in North Carolina or Florida or wherever it happens to be and yeah. have a conversation with them, uh, it, it makes this, this community come together. And that, that was our goal. Yeah, Absolutely. So let's talk some more about HITS uh, 2022. We're going to be in Orlando. And people who have been to HITS, maybe they can tell on the outside um, or maybe not. But uh, the way that we've kind of done, because we've done it so many HITS so many times now, that all four of us kind of have different uh, things that we take care of. So uh, we have, uh, and it's a big project, but we, we work together well and we all kind of do do our own duties within it and then kind of cross over and help each other on different things. But but in general, um, Andy goes uh, and kind of does some of the – Andy and Ted do a lot of the footwork to go out and find the hotels. So that's like the first step is to figure out what city we're going to go to and what hotel we're going to use. And that's not that's not an easy task. And the more we've grown, the harder it's got. But the one thing that you know if you come to HITS is that you're going to be at a first-class hotel. 
you have a you know stuff to do there, stuff to do around the hotel. Um, we don't just pick the first hotel that wants us to host. We we have to have some real specifics. So um, if Andy or Ted, if you guys want to kind of talk about how we ended up at the Rosen Center in Orlando this year. It just seemed it to be, and uh, this should put a smile on a few people's faces, that Florida was, you know, handling the pandemic with the rules and regulations uh, on a little more of the lax side. So we decided that, uh, A, it's a popular city, A, it's a state that's handling the pandemic, so we wouldn't have masks or social distancing, or they weren't going to cancel on us, Um, and Orlando seemed to be the perfect place to be. And then uh, we just uh, hooked into the Rosen Center, and for those of you that, not to get into the politics of things, but if you know that CPAC was just in Orlando this weekend. Um, we're at the exact same location. So, um, if it's good enough be, for CPAC, it's right. <laughs> yeah. If it's good, if it's good enough for, I don't know, who knows, you know, 10,000 people that showed up to CPAC, it's good enough for our, you know, 12, 13, 1400 uh, handlers that'll show up. But the hotel's fabulous. They've been treating us really well. Um, Andy can talk a little bit about the logistics and the layout of uh, classes and things of that nature. But yeah, you got to show up. You got to negotiate. Oh, room rates and parking and cocktail hours and food and beverage and uh, the whole nine yards. And it's uh, a little bit of a daunting task, but uh, Andy and I have learned by trial by error. Have yeah. we, Andy? Yeah. Yeah, we've made a lot of mistakes, but we've we've narrowed it down to where we're we're very small mistakes now. So. And and what's the room rate this year, the Rosen Center? Uh, it's a buck nineteen plus tax. And if I was uh, uh, just Joe Schmo rolling in there off the street, it's going to be quite a bit more than that, right? Yeah, it's got to be closer to maybe one ninety eight to two hundred. Yeah, yeah. So that is one thing that uh, you guys have been great about, you know, and that's a benefit for our handlers because. I know at, at my pay grade that if I walked in and tried to go to some luxury hotel conference, they'd notice the the price more than they would if if maybe I had a gold badge or something. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. we understand that. The Rosen Center is a big hotel. It's 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 a resort, so it's got uh, you know pools and multiple restaurants, and uh, it's in a nice area right off of uh, what do they call that, Andy? Universal Boulevard. Yeah. Or? International, International Drive. Drive. International yeah. Drive. There you go. It's across from the uh, convention center. If anybody's ever been to Orlando, it's uh, also within walking distance to SeaWorld. If anybody's interested, going to that. And that 119 uh, rate is good for three days before our event and three days after our event. So if you want to pair it with some type of vacation with the family or anybody, uh, come on down and and you can stay before and after the or after the event at that same rate. Perfect. So we try to help that out to see if there's people that are interested in, in coming down and spending a little more time in that location. So. And even for Jeff Meyer, the hotel has a sushi bar. There you go. We got to have sushi. That's a, a hits tradition. Sushi uh, <laughs> could be every night if I was in charge, but <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, uh, the layout of the classrooms, is it similar to every year? Yeah. So we have uh on the main floor, we have all the classrooms but one. So on the main floor where the vendor hall will be, there'll be four classrooms and then one level above, one escalator right up, and right off the escalator there'll be another classroom. So it's five classrooms operating at the same time. 
and uh, a different instructor every two hours in each classroom. So you can you can pick and choose your own track. You know, you can look through the schedule online at www.hitsk9.net, and you can uh, look and see which classes you want to go to and plan out uh, which ones you like and and uh, follow the little map that'll be in your event guide to get to each each classroom. So you're building your own conference essentially because we have classes involving all forms of canine deployment that a law enforcement officer would do, uh, as well as legal side, tactical side, um, health care of the dog, uh, and all kinds of other things. Supervisor. Supervisors. And, yeah. And it's not, uh, Supervisors. it's not without, um, thought how these classes are all put out. So we really try to look at that schedule. So that way, if, you know, if you're a bomb dog handler and that's your only interest, we can keep you busy for three full days with all different classes. If you're a supervisor, whatever, or if you want to go check out classes that have nothing to do with what you're doing right now, because maybe someday you will, you know, work that type of dog. You can do that also. But we try to we try to mesh the classes across uh, the time frame so that uh, it's not maybe one one uh, block of time is not going to be all the same types of classes. We try to really move it all around. Yep. Then we also have the vendor hall that's going on every day. Ted, how many booths do we have this year? Uh, we're right around, I think it's 92 and we're sold out, gentlemen. So, and that's so, 92 vendors and uh, uh, 92 different vendors, Ted? Well, I mean, some vendors bought double booths and things, but uh, yeah, we're probably, we're in excess of 80 vendors and I think 92 booths. Outstanding. And that also throws in uh, three cars, um, American Aluminum, uh, Satina, and Havis all are going to have booths, and then they're going to have cars for the inserts and uh, inner workings of the vehicle, so you can uh, kick the tires and physically look at those cars in the vendor hall and their displays also. And all the equipment that you're ever going to need in your entire canine career, you can put your hands on at a hit seminar. I mean, it's it's all there. You can talk to the vendors. A lot of times you can talk to the people who are actually put the product together because uh, some of these are smaller companies. So they'll be there. They'll answer questions. I've, I've seen many times where, you know, maybe with some of the smaller equipment companies, handlers have talked to them and a product is born out of some of the collaboration that they do right then because the vendors want to hear your feedback. You get to meet them, get to have contacts with them and everything. So it works out well. Being able to put your hands right on that, the materials, the leashes, the harnesses, exactly. and all the different things, is is vital. You can see it online and you can read about it in a in a catalog, but being able to hold it in your hands and, and if you need to, you can buy it right there in most of those most of those booths. So so it's it's definitely a plus. And you can also talk to all the the different uh, dog vendors. Yeah. So if you're used to going to one vendor in your area because that's the one closest to you you're going to get the exposure to many different dog vendors that you could go talk to and ask questions about warranties and how many dogs they have and how fast you could get one and whether you could come see it. And all kinds of questions can be answered. You're talking to the actual people that you'll see when you go look at their dogs. So it's not a, you're not taking a guess at it. You're actually getting the straight answers from the people and uh, it can, it can expand your, your dog selection world. So you, you you may love getting your dog from the person you get it from, um, but looking at someone else may either confirm that that 
dog vendor you buy from is perfect and you like everything they do, or it may open your eyes to something else that's out there. Exactly. And, you know, we've talked quite a bit about the vendor hall, but uh, I've, most people that go to HITS, uh, they know that we the vendor hall is open, you know, in between classes. We have some beverages in there and stuff. We obviously have our, our HITS uh, happy hour night there. The first night there's registration. It gets pretty crowded in there. It's a lot of fun. But also most people go to HITS. I think uh, it's not uncommon that Maybe if there's a block of classes in those three days that you don't want to go to during the first two days when the vendor area is still open, you could just take a class off and go. You could spend two hours in the vendor area, get an education, all that. When it's a little bit quieter, lots of FaceTime with any of the different uh, vendors. You know, they're there. They're there to beat you as much as you are to meet them because they want feedback. And these these vendors support our industry, and um, you know we want to make sure on this podcast that we give them a, a hearty thank you because this. The hits isn't possible without having all these great vendors come and support us. I love this side of the conversation because it always makes me smile. I look back on the history of hits. What did we start out with, Andy? Like five vendors, and now we're up to um, eighty. Three. Three. Yeah. I mean, it was something crazy, and you know, we just small beginnings into blossom into what yeah. we we now and. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the stuff that we're giving away. I mean, just thousands of dollars worth of free stuff. You don't even have to buy a ticket. You know, we, it's just picked by your name. If you're there, you're going to get the opportunity to win something. So, yeah, great. That, that's another thing the vendors do that are just to support support the community. Uh, we don't make any money on that. We don't uh, charge any raffle tickets or anything. It's just a, we just facilitate the the giveaways for the vendors, and it's always a lot of fun to see you know who wins some of the big grand prizes plus who wins the the other prizes throughout the day. We put a screen up in the, the vendor hall. You just check in between classes. When your name pops up, you go to the booth and pick up whatever you want. So it couldn't be yeah. a lot what, easier. What have we done in the past? Body suits and dogs yeah. and dogs. dogs. A trip, trip to Europe. Trip to Europe. Yeah. It's and been, we give away cash. Yeah. And yep. then uh, a return trip. Everything's paid for, for the following year. You might get to come to 2023 for nothing. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun that way. And on the the other part of of the logistics of it, Jeff, you handle a lot of the registration stuff. You handle a lot of the working with the departments, a lot of the book stuff that that isn't real flashy, but it's super important. And I know that you know if uh, if somebody needs some work through the department to, to get payment in or whatever, you work with them. Um, Right, right now, I, I don't know how, where we're at as far as uh, what your feel is, but every year in the past, um, what do you think? Maybe eight, nine different foreign countries that you see registrations come in from. Oh, easily, yeah. It's just it amazes me. To again, I always look back on our past, and you know, I think we started at maybe 150 people, and you know, we were the last one we had was well over a thousand, and. Uh, just the registrations now, we're over 400 and uh, probably four different countries already. So we're, we're well blessed. And I think people are just ready to get out and start doing some training after all this COVID stuff. And um, I, I see that in the number of registrations and we're six months out and it's just starting to really cook. I mean, every day, you know, I've got a dozen, two dozen, 20 registrations. They're just pouring in. So uh, I on really that, appreciate that. Yeah. On that note, we're not going to sell out. That's what uh, we picked these big hotels. 
So you know, yes. the, the bigger the party, the better it is. And uh, so don't yeah. don't don't hear some numbers and think, oh no, they're going to sell out because there's plenty of room. Yeah. The hotel yeah. we we've got room blocks but, for everybody. And, and one note on that is, you know, just because you get a popular uh, instructor, you'll usually see that guy teaching the same class twice because uh, he's just that popular that he can fill the room twice and. Uh, if if you got two that you want to see, a lot of times, even if they are teaching at the same time in different classrooms, if you look through the schedule, you'll see them teaching again, and then you can still catch both of them at Good different point. times. So Good you don't point. have to stress out over that. But you know, to move uh, into a different topic, just talking about instructors, it's, it's always good that we um, are always looking for new ideas, new instructors, new um, uh, topics that these guys are teaching. So. Yeah. And Jeff Barrett, what what's the uh, deadline for the discount for signing up early? I think it's July 1st, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So if you get there, get online. Even if you're not paying at that time, just register online. Mark your form of payment as checked, and uh, that gets you registered for the $375 uh, tuition. And the, I forget what it jumps up to. Four, maybe 449 $449. So. It does increase after that, so just get registered. Uh, don't worry about the payment if you're not going to make it right away. It doesn't have to be in at that time. Just get registered, so that's more important. Yeah. And finally, I'll just mention, and you know, I mentioned a lot in this podcast, is all of our networking stuff. And that's what, uh, you know, we're talking about a 1,000 handlers, but this year it's likely going to be, you know, 12, 13, 1,400, who knows, by the time everybody yeah. uh, gets signed up. But uh, even though it's a huge crowd, Networking is a huge part of it. Um, you get to meet people in classes. You get to meet people in between classes at the happy hour. Um, we make it a lot part of it. Uh, so you can you can have FaceTime with instructors, with vendors, with other handlers. And, uh, you know, the name badges are easy to read. So you can kind of glance at a name badge and see where someone's from. And just uh, maybe it's somebody that you need contact with in that city or that agency. And, uh, you know, make lots of good contacts. If you leave... If you leave an event like ours and you don't have a, you know, a handful of business cards, it's kind of on you because they're available and most people there want to start meeting everybody. So that way you can make phone calls when you're done if you need, you know, either to pick somebody's brain on a training event or, uh, you know, maybe maybe help with an agency that's near you or something. But there's lots of networking. It's real valuable. Yeah, a lot of the instructors are there to uh, teach you something. But uh, they also do hands-on instruction, just like uh, all of our HITS uh, instructors when we go to do hands-on classes as well. Yeah, and that, that's a, a, a good final point is that uh, we do have a, a real hard and fast no-infomercial policy with the instructors. So when you go to some seminars, the instructors are actually paying to be there. And they're paying their own way to be there. They're paying for their own hotels. So you know they need to make their money back. Uh, ours is set up different. Our instructors are are paid. We pay their their way to be there and stuff. So we just ask them that even if they have something to do uh, to sell, that not to sell it during the class and actually teach the class. And um, with a few exceptions over the years, and very very few, uh, all of our instructors have really stuck to that very nicely. And uh, nobody nobody leaves our uh, classes feeling like they were just trying to be sold either you know, training or a dog or equipment. Or something like that. It, it definitely uh, is appreciated by our our handlers. I hope everybody is uh, you know ready to get out of the 
house, get out of their departments and come enjoy some good training. It hits uh, 2022. It's August the 16th through the 19th in Orlando, Florida at the Rosen Center. You can uh, call the Rosen Center for reservations. Just tell them the Hits Police Canine Conference, or there's a link online at www.hitsk9.net, and there's a hotel link right to reservations. Perfect. Andy, how about you? Anything to wrap up? I'm uh, just looking forward to seeing everybody there. We've we've been down for a couple of years because of COVID, and, and the government really didn't want us to put on an event where everybody got so close together and I think uh, now's our time to come come out of the shadows and and get back to life. So we're looking forward to having everybody there, seeing everybody, and having a really good time and and learning something. I agree. How about you, Jeff? Anything to finish up on? Uh, just two things. One is if you need anything hits related, you have a question, have a problem with registration. Sometimes uh, the payment method is a little picky, a little um, particular about how they it accepts the credit card stuff. If you have a problem. Just hit me up. I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. It's jeff.baird at hitskeenow.net. And the second one is the plug for PackTrack. So if you have any questions about PackTrack, you're interested in it, again, hit me up, jeff.baird at hitskeenow.net. Perfect. And I'll just wrap up by saying, you know, I'm the kind of the voice on these, but uh, just like everything here, we're, we're four pieces to this puzzle. And, uh, you know, I appreciate uh, how much you guys have helped me get this uh, podcast up and running. I think it's been great for for uh, the hits company, and uh, you know, kind of goes together with with all all of our different uh, endeavors. You know, we're we're we all seem to work really well together, and I, I sure appreciate it. So, looking forward to seeing everybody uh, in Orlando in a couple of months. And for that, uh, everybody stay safe, and thanks for listening. See you guys.